Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify, the fast, lean learning machine, the fastest learning, most revenue generating personalization platform for e-commerce. Welcome to the e-commerce growth show. As you know, we're all about helping e-commerce retailers grow their revenue. And uh, we're right in the middle of summer. It's a beautifully hot day. It is lockdown. There's COVID still about. Um, and actually, because it's so lovely, I was just talking to my guest about how I actually, or how we both make the transition into the garden to start working from there. But I don't really get on with that very well because um, of the glare on the screen and the heat. So if anyone's actually made that transition and done it, please could you get in touch with me and uh, tell me because um, I really want to do that because I'm currently in my five-year-old bedroom, um, five-year-old boy's bedroom, yet again, staring at uh, the dinosaur pictures, but you know, it's all good. Um, so it's time to welcome our guest today. I have the pleasure of chatting to James Hayes. Now, James is the Director of Business Development at Parcel Hub, which is part of the Whistle Group, which I'm sure many of you will be aware of. I'm actually old enough to know that it, that it used to be TNT Post, actually, um, on, the, on the orange lorries going around the motorways, I think. Um, but then obviously the, the whole Whistle thing, um, the rebrand, and then Parcel Hub as part of that group. So I'm interested to hear from James about that kind of dynamic, how that works. But James is obsessed with e-commerce, been in, in that world for many, many years, and has spent his career advising and supporting online retailers with final mile delivery. Um, more interestingly as well for me, more recently, um, not more interestingly, I mean more recently, um, customer experience related to that as well, and how that can be used um, to as a, as a sales and retention strategy. So that's very interesting. Hello there, James. Hey, Phil, morning, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, like you say, it's a hot day. It's a very hot yeah. day. Yeah, and we're not yet in the garden, which is a shame, but hey, no. we'll, we'll get right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent, well, why don't we start by just um, a bit of a bit of an icebreaker, if you like. I, I hear that you had some really interesting experiences with Amy Winehouse. <laughs> Oh, you, um, wow. Tell us a bit more about, about that funny story or something, or you know what she's yeah. like. Thanks. I think this this yeah. story will follow me around forever. Absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, so a, a good friend of mine actually um, called Tom used to be Amy Winehouse's tour manager. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough to have met her a, a few times, both like backstage and on her tour bus, quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Quite a surreal experience, really. I bet. I remember. I remember watching the Manchester City, Man United derby with a beer, sat next to Amy watching the football. Yeah, yeah. quite surreal, really. So I'm privileged yeah. to have met the wonderful singer that she was. Absolutely. Anyway, um, my friend Tom has, um, unfortunately, a picture of me in, um, in the nud that yeah. uh, he managed to take at some point while we were backpacking in Australia years and years yeah. ago. Uh, um, so, so yeah so that picture is uh it, it surfaced tom thought it would be over the oh, really funny to show amy on the tour bus in front of all the her backing singers and everybody this picture of me in a, a an uncompromising position without yeah. any clothes on uh, were you in good shape though i was in fairly good actually no i was in the best shape of my life i looked great <clears throat> I <waited. laughs> So before before looking after kids and yeah 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 working twenty four hours a day yeah this I was in my early twenties so yeah, yeah I look I look quite good actually so that's the that's, that's the good thing yeah yeah exactly yeah um, 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, thanks to Tom, uh, Amy yeah. has, uh, Amy Whitehouse saw me naked. Oh, I give it, not in the, not yeah. in real life, on the photograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, there you go. Thanks that for was that. a blessing for her before she passed on to the good Lord, eh? Uh, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great, though. I mean, I, I, I must admit, I do, um, I, I did, I, I watched the, um, the film, you know, the, um, the kind mm. of biography, and I, I, th- I thought it was so sad, like, you know, such a, but isn't it such a case of these incredible artists, you know, um, at the same time being so insecure as well mm. and how it just becomes this disaster that is yeah. rolled out in front of the whole of humanity. Like, in, in yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sad. But, you know, right. She was wonderful. Moves on, right? Lives Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So many of these people, but yeah, fair play. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so moving on to the, um, the kind of, overarching theme if you like of today's chat we've basically been talking about during this whole covid pandemic um, over the past few weeks and months now um, we've seen obviously massive changes in online commerce Um, do you think that now has almost been a catalyst for permanent change do do you think it's here to stay yeah i I really do Um, it's you know, at the minute we we're sort of experiencing like a modern day gold rush into e-commerce. Yeah. Um, we've seen our online commerce customers ship around two hundred and fifty percent more products in April than they did in March, and wow. May is looking even bigger still. Mm. Mm. Um, not every business trading online no. and grow enjoyed no. that. Not, yeah. There has been winners and there has been losers. Yeah. Um, Fashion didn't do great out of it, but is recovering now quite well as everybody's buying loungewear to work from home. Yeah. But to answer your question, will it ever be the same? No, I don't think life will be the same. That we all recognise that. Um, yeah. But if you're asking about e-commerce, it's already changed. It's accelerated the growth of it. Yeah. There's a stat doing the rounds at the minute about the US e-commerce economy. Yeah. They, E-commerce in America was about 16% of overall retail sales in 2019. Mm-hmm. In 2010, that was about 6%. So about a 10% growth of e-commerce yeah. in 10 years in America. In yeah. April, last yeah. month, it was up to 27% of retail sales. <clears throat> so that 10% that took 10 years has just happened in 10 weeks. Yeah. Because of yeah. everybody at home, everybody's shopping online, Everybody's yeah. rushing to sell online. Yeah. Um, new Shopify yeah. websites are just yeah, through the roof. That. Yeah, the Shopify Incredible. share price has just gone absolutely mental. Rocketed, it? yeah. yeah. It's the same yeah. with the Amazon share price. You, know, well, yeah. you can see anything that's related to online with yeah. a product being purchased is, is, is booming. Yeah. It's, really, it's, it's proper full speed. And, and that's for newcomers and those evolvers that are already in the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and I suppose with the whole, um, you know, everywhere you look, you know, these massive brands are now going into administration, like your Laura Ashley's and the Dorothy, you know, what is it? The What's that other one? Kath Kidson and that kind of thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I was looking at those brands, I think a few years ago, thinking, how on earth are they going to survive, like, with hundreds of stores? Like, yeah. um, when, when the high streets basically become one long cafe, you know, yeah. with a bunch of mums in pram. Well, I, I might generalise that, but and you know barbers. I mean? like a bunch of, yeah, 
you know and so that hasn't really surprised me but I think you're right even without stats I think it's just common knowledge that it's just accelerated this move so brands have now you know got to make the most out of online and mm. now more than ever um absolutely so, yeah. yeah i hope it isn't yeah. the end of the high street and i'm sure it won't be because yeah. um that is an experience people still want that experience but it's going to be a while before people are comfortable going yeah. out as much as they used to shoulder to shoulder you know going through yeah. the rails yeah no for sure for sure it'll be it'll go like i don't know if it'll go, it won't go full circle but it will certainly be some kind of um you know transition back to something because people yeah. will still yeah. want to get out you know mums still need to get out you know me or you know whatever it is that people want to do that's not just in their house when they Quite. find something you know yeah. um but like you say there's there's so many of those things in life, isn't it, where you almost see one extreme go to another extreme and then kind of back somewhere and it's kind of cyclical yeah. in, in, in some respects. So, exactly. So it's, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves, but um, yeah, it's yeah. an interesting time. Absolutely. So what, what are you hearing then in the market at the moment, and, and specifically in terms of Parcel Hub, maybe yeah, for the guys who don't know what Parcel Hub is, a little bit of background on it and what are... What are you doing at the moment to, that you're finding to really help merchants out there at the moment? So, so we're seeing a lot of traditional B2B, so business-to-business businesses trying to create their mm-hmm. business-to-consumer solution, um, yeah. whether they're quickly trying to launch an eBay shop or <clears throat> other marketplaces or even build their own branded web shops, like we've said, on, on Shopify. Yeah. Um, brands and manufacturers are now desperately trying to sell direct that previously didn't <clears throat> they may have sold to wholesalers who then had shops yeah. you know their business overnight has, has dried up yeah. um so the whole <clears throat> shift from traditional business to business which just ended almost overnight mm. um merchants are trying to get to multi-channel opening new marketplaces domestically and also globally there's, there's opportunities around the world. Once you're able to ship products easier without the, the limitations we've currently got, yeah. you know, there are countries that were previously reluctant to go to online, to purchase online, because th- that was their, their community. They preferred to go to the shop, but they don't anymore. So they've been forced to go online. So people have tasted online shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a huge shift in that sense. From our point of view, Parcel Hub, we've, um, I think yeah. we've gone the extra mile for, for our customers. Our marketing yeah. manager, he's been out in the van collecting parcels from customers. Most of the sales team have been in uh, warehousing, supporting the operation. Um, almost overnight, we saw Black Friday volumes when we yeah. weren't prepared for it. So mm-hmm. like, like most merchants, this, this volume... Yeah. And rush came out of nowhere almost. So it was just all hands on deck. Um, and we feel we've excelled and as best we could supported our customers brilliantly. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, there are some limitations to what can be done. The carrier networks, the likes of Royal Mail, right. and, BPD and Hermes and everyone. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. They are, you know, they are so busy. Um, mm. I think the, the volume for the Hermes, I think they do something like 400 or 380 million parcels for the year they forecast that's going to yeah. be nearly 550 million parcels for this year 
So that is an enormous amount of extra parcels that we've got to try and accommodate from a uh, a network, a final mile delivery, a customer support. Mm. So it, yeah. it, everything is stretched. Everybody's stretched as yeah. to the limit. Yeah. We've I've seen pictures of raw mail warehouses with just a frightening amount mm. of parcels backed up. But that that's the mm. same in every single carrier. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's interesting. A, yeah. Honestly, because I, I, I don't see the whole picture. Obviously, I see the stats of the verticals that are flying at the moment because of increased demand. And then I, I hear a lot of stories of, you know, the, the ones that are, that are struggling a little bit more at the moment, bless them, in the fashion verticals and, and so on. Yeah. But I suppose you're on the receiving end of the actual aggregate um, result of what's going on in e-commerce like in terms of delivering the, the, the products, right? So yeah. if that's gone up, massively then overall it's just showing that e-commerce has um massively grown during this season absolutely and it's changed how it feels as well from a if you go into the warehouses and ours as well what you would normally see is loads and loads of small bags with some fashion items in them and and amongst other larger items but because fashion has reduced somewhat all those small bags aren't there but there are equal numbers, or if not more, garden chairs, yeah. things like yeah. um, garden toys, things for the home that are, tend to be larger. So yeah. there's there's bigger items in the network. So not only is it busier, it's busier with bigger things. So yeah. it's just like a double hit of capacity. Yeah, no, it, make, it makes sense. So it's an interesting, it's a fun challenge. That's why I love the yeah. parcel and logistics game, because it is... It's yeah. an absolute challenge. And you, you, at the end of the day, you think, how do we get through? But you do. And that's what I yeah. love about this industry because it's it's yeah. a together, we will get through sort of attitude. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's those companies that it's culture as well as the tech, right? As well as the solution. It's absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're the same at Segmentify. It's all about the culture. It's about, you know, the tech. It's about how well it works and serves and how the team rallies together, right? Yeah, quite. Um, absolutely. So, I mean, clearly, this is this situation we're in right now is going to go on for quite a while. Um, there's going to potentially be multiple uh, versions of lockdown. Um, there's going to be you know, relaxation, perhaps have to retighten again, depending on you know, the rate on the on the um, on the, um, the systems and so on. But I mean, at some point, things will kind of calm down to a degree and obviously there's a lot of demand right now um i'm not sure whether that demand will continue quite as spiked as it is particularly in those verticals when you know people are in lockdown and they need their swimming pool or their garden chairs or their or whatever it might be so looking at it sort of from after this begins to calm down and return to some sort of normality what does that then look like do you think for you guys and, and your customers, do you think it would have changed? Um, yes. So, what what does it look like? Well, <clears throat> we've we've adapted to home working really well. Um, yeah, we were in a fortunate position. We've invested previously in systems and software, and that earlier investment allowed us to very quickly change to home working. Well, it took us a day or yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think we'll continue to embrace home working because yeah. we've seen some brilliant gains from it. Our team, the part of the customer mm-hmm. service team 
their productivity is up 30 to 40 percent so we're able to fix and resolve a lot more queries than we had done previously we've we've moved to a seven day working week which has been fairly easy to do because we've not had to think about who's going to open the office who's going to close the office people just open the laptop um and we can then work around our staff's requirements if they've got childcare. well let's work around it and together we'll find time to have each hour serviced um yeah so it would have been a lot harder if those staff were office based Mm. um so yeah i think we'll continue to do that and supporting our merchants with their volume increase that increase in capacity couldn't have come at a better time for us if we'd have gone home working and stayed much the same we would have really struggled to cope with the volume increases so yeah home working is definitely here to stay i think um and from our customers point of view you know Mm. i think they've already grown a lot of them and i think they'll continue to grow because what they're getting from parcel is massively e-commerce focused and gives them value with proactive work we try and fix deliveries that are due to fit that probably would have failed as more and more people shop online and more and more businesses sell online it's going to be harder to keep those customers and harder to please those customers there's going to be a lot more choice for everybody so if you can make a memorable experience from from every aspect of the buying journey, including delivery, you're more likely to then keep that customer and continue to grow more than you would have done. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen the stat, there's apparently in the last few weeks, there's been 50,000 new applications from businesses looking to sell online through eBay. Really? 50,000 business applications wow. in a matter of weeks. Is that, that shows you- Is that UK or globally or what? Um, I think that was a global number. So it's just incredible. And that's way more than they normally get. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting about the working from home thing, actually, because we've experienced exactly the same thing. Um, We are culturally uh, in a much stronger place because we get a wash up every morning and we, you know, meet the founder every day and we chat. Um, And it's so much more um, kind of immediate because everybody can work around it so much easier than, you know, traveling in and then something happens and then you've got to you know, go and get your coffee or whatever it might be. And like you said, the flexibility of being able to work um, much more flexibly. Um, absolutely. Team, you know, and, and obviously the customers. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, um, I was interested in um, one of the things you said at the, at the beginning around actually using the your services as part of a wider strategy um, mm. for uh, your know, customer service and uh, retention sales and retention strategy type thing right yeah um, so how does that fit in in a little bit more detail in terms of parcel hub being part of that customer support and delivery service and and so on how, how does that how have you seen that basically happen for you guys? Yeah, okay. Well, what what retailers get from us is um, sort of we're obsessed with failed deliveries. Only about five percent of deliveries fail. So yeah. it's a small number, but if you ask any merchant how noisy yeah. is the customer service department with people chasing yeah. deliveries, we call it Wismo. Where is my order? 
almost all yeah. of them will say, yeah, that's most of my, that's most of our customer service times, uh, customer service team's time. Mm-hmm. So by doing what we do, and your businesses can do this themselves, they don't need Parcel Hub, but arguably what we've built would get them there quicker. Yeah. You, you just try and deliver memorable experiences to consumer. Imagine, I'll give you an example. Imagine receiving a phone call from a retailer that you bought a pair of um, pair of anything that you wanted for that particular day. It needed to arrive. You needed that swimming pool because you've got a kid's party happening. You needed it to arrive. Um, just minutes after there's an issue, say the delivery driver couldn't find the house or um, it, it, it's marked down as failed delivery because nobody was home. Mm-hmm we would call a customer and say, hello, I know we've not got your order or we've got an issue with your order. We've been monitoring it. We've been tracking it. We want you to be in love with our business and we want you to feel valued by us because we want you to come back and order us again. We've got an issue and we're calling you now to fix it because we want you to get that product. So if you can do that type of activity, proactive, customer-centric, you're turning that, customer that would have been let down into somebody that feels engaged with that retailer and they feel valued by that retailer you might not actually be able to fix it it still may fail but you've made the effort and then that rescues negative feedback that rescues a lost customer so you can't not win by going the extra mile and trying to be proactive yeah so yeah. we, we're huge advocates of that. It's focus on that 5% because you will retain so many more customers. Um, and if you're not proactive, then you know, your orders are failing, deliveries aren't uh, succeeding. Yeah. The carriers yeah. don't tend to tell you that there's been a problem with the delivery. No. Proactively, you've got to go looking for these issues yourself. So our yeah. software brings those issues to the eye line. Yeah. Um, you know, every retailer's got a pile of returns in the back of the warehouse, gathering dust in a pile that they don't know what to do yeah. with. If yeah. you could reduce that by up to 80%, just by being proactive at the time that you could, you know, on the day of the delivery failure, mm-hmm. that is a huge amount of returns that you're going to stop. That's money yeah. saved, time saved, happy customers. Yeah. You know, there's some real gains to be had by focusing on that 5% of failed deliveries. That's really interesting. And is yeah. that, so is that something that you offer as a service or are you saying that your software offers the ability for them as a brand to be able to offer that service? Or so both? everybody that uses Parcel Hub has the software yeah. that identifies the issues. And yeah. then you've got two uh, <clears throat> commercial opposition, commercial uh, options with us. Sure. We either just pass that to the retailer and say, here's some things you don't want to look at in real time. Yeah. Um, whether that's a fail, refused, whatever the issue is, or lost. So we either push it to the retailer for them to act on, or we take it on board and we then will contact the consumer as the brand and we oh, will wow. do that proactive work for the retailer as the retailer. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's your extension of their business at that point. Exactly. Totally an extension uh, to their business. Right, yeah. Okay. So. so that's like a managed service of some kind right yeah that's a good yeah it's a good way of putting it it's very much like that yeah that's very interesting you say that because that's one of the things that and obviously i'd love to hear how how that side of it is going for you guys but certainly from that managed service side has been a differentiator for us as well um Mm, okay because yeah in a very similar way 
being able to actually work on behalf of the team to drive the optimization of, for example, the personalization on the website takes the weight because these teams, you know, the brands teams typically are small, got a lot of stuff on their plates. Mm. And, um, what we found was the more that you can do, like you say, working with you in a management context in terms of sales delivery or us in terms of optimizing conversion on the website, once you've got your traffic on there, um, just is such a differentiator when there are other suppliers, you know, who offer a great service, but don't have that extra expertise that they can offer almost as a, as an extension of your own team. So have you yeah, found the same yeah. in that world? Yeah. Yeah, we really have. And once, once it's implemented into a, into a retailer's business and is working, it, it's very hard for them to let go of it. Often people are reluctant to outsource from yeah. for, for various reasons. Um, but we've not found one retailer yet that's moved to us that hasn't seen the value in what it yeah. does. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it frees up, as you've just said, it frees up that team that are already stretched, almost mm. certainly, to do more things that are productive for the business. And yeah. like one of them redeployed six of their customer service team, retrained them, and got them mm. on um, product listing and product acquisition. So they yeah. were able to list more, buy more. So in, their business grew off the back of that because we took away the the painful bit of e-commerce, which is people chasing for the delivery. Let's take yeah. away all that noise for them, deal with it better than they were doing so the retailer yeah. can sell more, buy more, and grow quicker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's interesting that we've got a, the, the synergy there yeah. with how Segmentify works yeah. is really absolutely. interesting. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, so just very quickly then, in terms of the, not necessarily the technical side, for want of a better word, but you mentioned earlier on that it, it sort of sites up failed delivery to the eye to the eye level or the eye line yeah. where you said earlier. I mean, how 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 does it do that simply to the to the brand? You know. So there's um, years and years of of um, tracking events that we've we've analysed, built a load of algorithms, and basically in a in a simple sense is when yeah. a driver out in the field gets out of his van, scans it yeah. or her scans the the parcel then scans it as failed or check address mm -hmm. or whatever that problem is within mm -hmm. seconds we've picked that scan event up and created a ticket created a customer service ticket and pushed it to an agent whether that's our agent or the retailers and it's forcing us to look at it so the software brings it to the eye line to to work on so it's a physical ticket that's created within the um, customer service software Yep. So, yeah, the software finds it, pushes it to an agent, and then we either contact the retailer, ask mm -hmm. for some information, go back to the carrier, or then the other option is we just call the consumer and we say, hi, we're calling from shoes.com, whatever the yeah. customer's brand is. And we can do that sure. for multiple brands. So if a retailer has five brands, we can adapt to that and we can then call right. depending on the brand that sold the product. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all that good work goes to the brand, the retailer. We're just in the background. We don't exist. Yeah. We do that yeah. bit by integrating with things like Zendesk, Freshdesk, right. Reply Manager, those yeah. customer service software that mm -hmm. businesses are using, we've integrated with that. We've, so we've become an extension of their team within that platform. Yeah. So when a Wismo comes in, where is my order, yeah. query, or a ticket, automatically it's assigned to Parcel Hub. 
the API picks yeah. it up, yeah. replicates it for us. We work yeah. that query, respond to it. The response goes back through the retailer's customer yeah. service software. So they see what yeah. we're doing, yeah. which yeah. they just don't need to get involved. No, no. So just very quickly on that, I mean, what sort of proportion of your customers are using that that extension of their team option, just out of interest, proportion? Do you, do you know? Do you have a flavor for it? Yeah, it's a good question. So we, it tends to be, and it's not exclusive, tends to be the top tier no. customers at the moment. Okay. Um, right. We've got around, within Parcel Hub, around 350 uh, merchants ship through us. Um as part of the wider whistle group, we've got around 2,000 merchants that ship products through our solution. Um, yeah. It's amazingly, it's only just growing its legs. So we've been building this platform for about three years, and it's now at full yeah. tilt. So yeah. we're probably at about 5 to 10% take up. But we, yeah. To answer the question differently, we, we did a survey recently, and yeah. you'll find this, this um, information on the parcel of website. Um, yeah. And we surveyed a bunch of retailers and asked them about, would you outsource delivery service and are you having issues with it? And I can't remember the exact number, but it was in the 70%. I've got yeah. major problems with yeah. delivery and yeah. would outsource exactly. yeah. that problem to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's telling us, Completely. yikes, yeah. and this, this, we, this, we've got something here. This product is yeah. great. And, you know, 100%. I'm not surprised at all because um, that's exactly why we've done it because – you know, coming into the UK, um, you know, as from other territories, effectively. So our, our mainstay was in Europe, effectively, um, Middle East and, and so on. And then mm. moving into the UK um, a couple of years back, it was the same thing. We had to really think deeply about, well, what 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 is everyone doing here in the space of personalization? And how are we going to do something different that's helpful to the brand? Mm. And that was the top thing, actually. Obviously, you know, before you even start talking about any value add, it, your product's got to deliver, obviously. So that tick box you just got to put away in that pocket. But after that, it was then saying, actually, you know, we've got, we've got a team of experts here who have been in machine learning for, you know, 20 years. Um, so if they don't know what best practice is in the verticals of the 300 odd customers we've got, then nobody does, you know? So it was kind of like saying that, that don't worry about setup. Don't worry about um, building the widgets. Don't don't worry about the dash, the dashboard and the AB split testing and stuff like that. We'll work with you to do all that. Um, you'll see all the results, but all the work evolved around optimizing that over the, I don't know, say a, say you're doing a free split test against Nosto or something like that, you know, or Ash Relevance or any other players out there, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, precious about these people everybody knows who these guys are but we say look don't spend any money with us let us set up an a b split test with you and we'll do it for nothing for like 14 days 30 days whatever it takes and at the end of that period as we've driven that optimization knowing what the logic should be behind the algorithms and so on then you can make your own mind up if we've put that revenue contribution another seven percent higher or you know in the case of select fashion 15 percent higher whatever it is over Nice. And then, then you can make your own decision. So I completely with you. On that. Love that. Love yeah. that. I, we should get you in front of a lot of our customers. I think that's <laughs> that, that sounds fantastic. Um, oh no! Yeah, well, genuinely anytime, increasing yeah. revenue—that'd be great yeah. for our guys. Yeah, uh, we've got that synergy. You, you what's yeah. the proof? The proof for yeah. us—you've got it yeah. on the revenue. The proof for us is have the feed is the feedback increased, and mm. have we had customers coming back to buy from us more often? And yeah. you just just look at the trust pilot scores. And we've 
yeah. we, we've done this with people. When we start with them, we take a screenshot of what their trust pilot is or whatever their Google shopping reviews are. So we can keep yeah. that. And then in three months' time, compare what it was to what it is. And almost every time we're reducing those sort of one percent as sorry, the one star, the bad feedback. Yeah. One example, they were at twelve percent was bad feedback. And it's down to three now. And we've been working that yeah. for about five yeah. months. So and they've seen yeah. growth off the back of it. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I mean, I hope you don't want me asking, but I mean, are you would you say that you are that only obviously you do your competitive research like anyone else would, right? Are you the only players in that space offering that kind of really end-to-end sort of managed service offering? To my knowledge, yes. Yeah, yeah I believe we are. We're the only business that's putting humans uh, yeah. in front of yeah. consumers yeah. as the brand in the yeah. way of delivery queries and delivery support. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are there are call centers out there that you can yeah. pass off customer service to, but yeah. to do the delivery aspects, focus yeah. on that and yeah. call the carrier and do all that work. Yeah, I think yeah. we're in a pretty unique space, and we're the only ones wow. to do it. Very interesting um, to flag that up to everybody. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a that's a good point, really, to ask. In terms of if people want to know more about what you do and Parcel Hub and and all the, the sort of things we've been talking about, what what's the best way for them to get hold of you? Feel free to email me directly. Happy with that. Um, yeah. It'd be great to hear from you. So it's james.hayes at parcelhub.co.uk. Yeah. Um, visit the website, parcelhub.co.uk. If you just stick Parcel Hub in school, you'll find it. Yeah. Um, also, if you, know, if you just want to watch and see what we talk about, download some of the ebooks that we've created um, or follow us on LinkedIn. We're always sharing things about yeah. the e-commerce industry that are helpful and informative. Sure. Fantastic. Okay. So well, just to finish off, um, I'd like to ask my, my, uh, my speakers this is if, if there's one thing, one sort of gold nugget, you'd love the guys who are listening to take away. What would you, what would you give them? Great question. Um, so I'm proud of what parcel has done and invested in consumer experience. You know, we, we turn yeah. those problem failed deliveries into five star reviews and make your customers come back and buy more product from you mm-hmm. we it's a competitive space delivery services you're always hounded by people offering cheaper shipping prices but we remain competitive but with our strengths on customer focus customer focus and customer focus yeah. that's what makes parcel stand out from from the industry you know mm-hmm. we've got a huge customer service team 50 to 60 people strong yeah. We train them for three months before we allow them to work delivery queries, mm. which sounds crazy, but the, the huge benefit to us is that yeah. we do the job really well for people. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. yeah. You take parcel tracking seriously. It's a bit of a passion. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think it's like you say, it's investing in that way that it means that you take this seriously. And, mm. you know, I, I would say, I don't know the ins and outs of this industry, but I know that Whistle Group is a massive group and you're part of that and they wouldn't be in that position had they not, you know, taken this seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And the things you're talking about completely lend itself to that. Yeah. Um, I, I found it really interesting. I've learned a lot about Thanks, what you Phil. do and the value you bring. No problem, man. Yeah, same. Um, great to talk to you. Interesting and, uh, to learn about what Segmentified does as well a bit more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, and I think, uh, I hope that you, you guys that are listening uh, enjoyed it and it was valuable 
Um, it just remains for me to say that, um, as I as always say, really, please do go and um, sign in at the uh, e-commerce growth show website address, which is segmentify.com forward slash podcast. Um, there you'll pick up James's podcast if, for, for the future and also previous ones and any new podcasts we bring out. Um, also, if you're uh, interested in um, being involved in the show or you have any particular topics that you want us to research and talk about or have any questions in general, um, please do email me at phil at segmentify.com. Um, but as I say, have a, have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you so much, James, again for your time. Thanks. And, yes, um, yes. and uh, we look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Put us to the test and let us prove we can drive more revenue for you. Sign up for a completely free proof of concept or split test against your current provider. Set up and optimized by our team within a few days at segmentify.com slash demo.